Welcome back. Midday show. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Hugh Douglas, Joe Gillio, guys with us. 215-592-9494. We'll get back to all the phone calls here in just a few minutes. Right now, though, Hugh, we welcome on our guest, Seth Joyner. And he's sponsored by Bet Parks. Open the Bet Parks app. New users win your first $10 bet and get $125 in bonus bets. Must be 21 in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Ohio, or Maryland. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Seth, how you doing today? Seth! Man, who is that kicking that DMX in the background? The that would be Kyle. Yeah, Kyle's all over that. Uh-huh. Seth, Seth, I'm curious because, you know, I, I've heard great stories about you. If it was all this trash talking going on this week and you were playing with the Philadelphia Eagles, what, what Seth Joyner is going to be in the lock? What is Seth Joyner's pregame speech going to be, be right before the game starts? Oh, I'm offering up a couple of bounties, man. You kidding me? <laughs> hey, Sam, you know, wait a minute, hold on, Sam. We, 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 can't, we can't talk about that on the air, man. We can't, we can't yes, do we that. Can. Sure we can. <laughs> Why can't we? He's saying okay, what he would it's do. Back, yeah. It's back, okay, it's yeah. back in the what day. It's back in the day. Done. Yeah, not, not doing so, right so now. So what, what would those bounties look like, Seth? I, I, I've been a part of some of those. So what, what does those bounties look like? See, you've been a part of them, so you know. A lot of times, you know, the NFL try to paint it like the coaches has something to do with the bounties. More times than not, the bounties get started because of amongst the players, you know. So something, somebody says something, somebody acting up. You come in the meeting, man. I can't stand that so and so and so. You know, I got I got a thousand on them, and next thing you know, you know, it's a ten thousand dollar bounty. Now nobody nobody knows that that bounty is put out by the players, not the coaches, you know, because somebody just need to be taught a lesson. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it, it is. And this is the kind of week, Seth, where you feel like if that was the, still a thing and it was happening, it could. Seth, what do you make of the trash talk with the – like, do the Niners bother you? They're obviously a good team, and they've been good for a few, a few years now. But it hasn't stopped. Even this week, I mean, Debo Samuel called James Bradbury trash, and then he doubled down this week. You don't usually see this in the week. Does it annoy you to, to hear the Niners continue to talk? Um, it does, man, because you know what? You came in here, you got your ass handed to you last year. You make it seem like, you know, your quarterback slipped on a banana peel or something, two of them, and that's why you lost the game. You, 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 you fail to mention that your number one ranked defense came in here and got their asses handed to them. They got 31 posted up on them. That ain't had nothing to do with your quarterback. That's so, so that's the first thing. The second thing is, you know, it's not like, you know, your quarterback checked out. You know, we put his ass on the shelf. So I don't understand, you know, I don't, I don't get the disrespect, you know. Um, you, you, they follow up last year's appearance to the Super Bowl and a defeat in the NFC Championship with a 10-1 record. You come in here, you 8-3. and three. Show some damn respect, man. Shut your damn mouth and come in here and play. So, you know, karma is a, is, karma is a bitch, man. So at the end of the day, you got to still come in here. You got to perform and play. Um, you better come in here and get it done. And you you run up out of here with, with, with crackers and peanut butter in your mouth. Again, you shouldn't say anything if you come in here and you lose this game, you know? Well, you can't. If they, if they, yeah, if they lose this game, it's, it's time to shut up here. And hopefully the Eagles can shut them up on Sunday. Seth, let's get to the game itself and the matchup. Seth, are you – Surprised the Eagles are underdogs in this game, and not by a little bit. I mean, you know, it's one thing if it's a pick 'em or one point. The Eagles, depending on where you look, three point, two and a half point underdogs. Do you think that is disrespectful to a ten and one Eagles team at home? You know, I've been saying it for the last three weeks, Joe. You know, 
the national media, it, it just pisses me off that a team can be can have this record and be shown so much disrespect across all media platforms. And now, you know, from the line standpoint, and I get it, you know, it's not like the media is actually picking the line. This is how people are betting. People just don't believe that the Eagles are the real deal, even though, you know, they're 10 and one. So like in, in, in fashion from the past, we got to go out and kick people's ass and take our respect because they just ain't going to give us none. Steph, when you look at like this offense and the hate that Coach Johnson is getting, what what what's up with that? What do you see when you see this offense, and why is it sputtering in the first half? Well, I dismiss it, you, because I think it's easy for, and I got kind of caught up in it at the beginning of the year because things were moving so slow. Yeah, but you know, for somebody who really understands offenses and defenses and really understand the game. As you delve a little deeper into what Brian Johnson is doing, you can begin to see um, that there's true coordination there. People don't like the bubble screens, mm. but the bubble screen is a play that set up the Devontae Smith um, touchdown. Yeah. It also, in a lot of ways, set up the Jalen Hurts run because he faked the bubble screen right, and then Jason Kelsey pulled out, ran a quarterback trap on the outside that actually sprung him. So – when you begin to really break it down and you understand that there are plays that they're running in the first half that might not have success, but they have got plays off of those in the second half that actually sets up successful plays, then you understand and you can really see the true um, genius of, of offensive coordination. Now, I can't tell you why some of those plays aren't working in the first half, mm-hmm. why they keep getting off to a slow start. But it really, it really isn't any different from last year. Last year, the first quarter, they couldn't get off to a good start. They led the league in points in the second quarter. You know, now it's moved from the second quarter to the second half. And people are frustrated because we're not seeing the production in the first half. But the thing that they have, they have the ability to make the adjustment to the adjustments in the second half. And they have the ability to outscore their opponent in the second half and win games when it really counts the most. That's all that matters is they're winning games, you know, and, you know, I, I, how do you argue with, you know, an offense that's just fractions off of the, the, the production and success from a statistical and a numbers perspective of what they did last year? Yeah, it's, yeah I'm glad you mentioned that, Seth. It's almost identical. I mean, they scored, I think, three less total touchdowns, uh, but they have more points because they've gotten some defensive points this year. But it's almost identical. Points per game, very similar. First downs, pretty similar. It, it feels like when things go bad, everyone blames on Brian Johnson, but turnovers, too, have set them in a part of it. They've, they've had a lot more turnovers this year, and I, I don't put that on him. I mean, he's calling the play. It's not his fault, you know, the turnovers happening within the play. That feels like more the players on the field are having tough moments there. Hey, listen, there's no doubt about it. You know, you look at Buffalo and they, they, they fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey, a couple of weeks ago. Ken Dorsey didn't throw none of them darn um, interceptions that, that, you know, Josh Allen was, was offering up all those weeks. You know, the execution might not have been there, but, you know, how do you point the finger at the coach when the players are the ones that's responsible for executing? Now, if a player isn't working, that's one thing, but when you turn the ball over, that's on the players. You know, you got to throw, you got to be smart with the football as a quarterback, and you got to hold on to the football as the ball carrier. So, you know, you can't point the finger at, at the coaches for that. The players have to execute the play and take care of the football. 
They do. Seth Joyner joining us right now, talking about the Eagles with a huge game coming up on Sunday against the 49ers. All right, Seth, let's talk about the Niners as a team. They're good. They're eight wins, three losses. They had those three losses in a row. When they win, they seem to play really well and knock teams out. They haven't fared as well in close games. Seth, when you look at them, what do you see? I mean, their offense is pretty dynamic. Their defense got a good pass rush. What stands out to you the most about this matchup? Where do you think this game will be won or lost? Well, I think I think offensively, for, our, for defensively for them, you know, the offense is going to have their hands full because they present the biggest problem with their defensive fronts. I mean, they've got so many weapons, you know, via via trades and whatnot that they've upgraded, you know, that position. But I think the Eagles have got to, you know, even though they're only giving up 82 yards a game on the ground, they've got to commit to the run to just make them play um, – you know, honestly, and I think that if you can, um, if you can protect the quarterback, that the cornerbacks can be had. Hufunga, you know, the starting safety, he was kind of the wild card to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's out with an ACL, so you got his backup that's going to have to play. I think that you can get some things done in the passing game, but you got to be um, patient and not try to push the ball down the field. Rather, just you know, systematically take what's given and try to score every opportunity that you have and shorten and minimize the game from a possession standpoint because, you know, you had 14 possessions last week. The Bills had 92 plays. The Eagles only had 65 plays. 70 plays for this defense is going to be detrimental towards the end of the game. You've got to figure out a way to shorten this thing to eight possessions in this game. That comes via the run game and a commitment to it. On the def- on the offensive side of the ball for um, <clears throat> for the 49ers, they remind me as I you know start studying them and I looked at they remind me of the old Washington Redskins when Joe Gibbs was the was the head coach. You know they had all this motion and they had all this shifting and whatnot going on. You know because they had these interchangeable pieces. You know. Art Monk could line up with Gary Clark line up, and Gary Clark could line up with with Ricky Jackson. Um, you know, um, would line up. So you, it, it looked like they had a 10,000 formations, and we ran back in the day automatic fronts and coverages. That meant that, you know, we, we had defenses that were designated for every formation. So they line up in one formation. They shift to another, change the defense. They motion, change the defense. So we could be in three and four, you know, um, three or four defenses before they actually ran one play. Well, when I look at when I look at um, um, the 49ers, they they look the same to me. You know, Debo and McCaffrey are interchangeable. You know, so they can run some of the same things. So they just line up in each other's spot and it looks like a different formation. Um, Use check and Kittle are interchangeable. They can line up in each other's positions and the the formation will look the same. Um, the other thing is they can play smash mouth football when they really want to run the ball at you, but they can finesse you too. So you got to understand what you're dealing with. And formationally, um, what I like is that the Eagles beat Miami early in the year and their head coach came from kind of what Kyle Shanahan likes to do. So don't be trying to, you know, adjust and move all over the place and get caught up with all the eye candy. It's window dressing. You know, they probably only got – four formations and maybe five or six plays, but it looked like the, the playbook is very expansive. Just play guys where they are, read your keys, you know, do your technique, 
your fundamentals and, and take care of what you need to take care of, and I think that this team will be fine. But if you fall, if, if, if you get lulled to sleep with all the motion and all the shifts and this guy being over here and that guy being out of, out of place, it, it's real easy, you know, to get yourself confused from a defensive standpoint and, and have problems. So um, it, it's going to be an interesting matchup. But the Eagles better get the run game under control first and foremost and I'm not so sure they can do it from a four-man front. They may have to play more five-man than they really want to because Christian McCaffrey is, to, is the key to me. When he's running the football well, play action, bootlegs, misdirections come into, come into the pitcher, and they're very hard to deal with and hard to stop when Brock Purdy is, is play action passing and throwing that ball on time and in rhythm. Seth, when you look at Brock Purdy, do you look at him as more of a game manager or is he, is he a pretty good quarterback? No, I think he's a he's a pretty good quarterback for the system that he's in. You know, when when they struggled through the three game um, losing streak, <clears throat> Hugh, the problem was McCaffrey got hurt for a while. Debo was out, and, and your left tackle, you know, Trent Williams was out. You know, so now your ability to run the football, and all you got to do is go back and look at the statistics. You know, there are some people, and there's a guy that's on your show, you know, once or twice a week that will boohoo this. But if you go back and you look at those three games that they that they lost, look at how well they ran the football. They didn't run the football well. And because they didn't run the football well, they couldn't run play-action pass, misdirections, and boot. You nullify the run game. You nullify the elements of what makes this offense so successful. That's a fact. That's a statistical fact. Go and look it up. Yeah, it changes them. It, it, uh, if they're not whole, they're not the same. Seth, we always appreciate hopping on. It's going to be a fun weekend. Enjoy the game, and uh, we'll catch up next week. Thank you, Seth.